Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Here's the thing about your movie, why I made the curator's pick of the Hollywood What's going on, people? How you feeling? The phone lines are open. 213-943-3358. We are simulcasting live on Periscope, Vimeo, FB on the Film Review, Movies, Music, Culture, Politics, Society page. Make sure that you connect there, push like, share the video. Also on Crazon Dion, also on Tanya M. Congress and the Film Review Life channel on YouTube. We are streaming live. The chat is open. The chat is open in many different places. And without further ado, let me bring in my special co-host, my sister, Tanya M. Congress for episode 17 of hashtag TFR Podcast Live presents Observations by Crazy D with my special guest host, Tanya M. Congress. That's hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. How you doing today? Tell them, tell them how you doing while I do some, uh, you know, population. I am doing wonderful this morning. Uh, of course, I'm in t- like the fourth day of my regimen, my skin treatment, and uh, I have a regimen of vitamins and minerals that I take and all that. And that takes quite a bit of time. And, you know, it's funny how we can assign levels of importance on things because actually doing that doesn't take any more time than it does to cook a big breakfast on Sunday morning. So if this is something that you want to do where you want to shift your focuses to care of your body, care of your mental state, um, keeping developing peace. If you don't have peace or making it more peaceful and things like that, taking inventory of uh, how you're doing things and bringing everything into divine order is very, very, very important. And, you know, uh, for those of you who have been following us for a while, you know, the recent loss of my dad, you know, when you lose a loved one that's been close to you, it always causes you to reexamine uh, things in your life, how you could do things better, how you could um, actually, in essence, is bringing more honor to them as you improve upon your own life. So that's what I've been doing in this last month is um, taking inventory of things. So as we sit here, you know, I have some things beside me here. I have, I've already had green matcha tea this morning with cayenne pepper and uh, the uh, infamous 
oregano uh, oil drops uh, that my brother and my sister-in-law recommended to me that's still burning my lips and tongue and <laughs> just the one drop but uh, it is very good but right here beside me I have my little bowl of ginger slices can you see that there ginger slices so I have that and then I have my fresh squeezed or fresh juiced celery juice fresh juice celery juice I have my little bottles I can put them in I have some 16 ounce ones too I think these are 12 so this yields a bunch of uh, celery stalks like let's see two bunches of celery yields you about um, three of these and you don't want to store your juices more than three days because you want them to stay fresh that's the whole idea you want them to stay fresh so this gives you a whole lot of energy and this flushes through your system it actually flushes your system out so this is good to have between the the ginger i eat raw ginger i also eat raw lemon peel uh, so <laughs> i know that's an acquired taste but it all does good things for the body so i'm to answer the question about how i'm doing this morning i am doing absolutely wonderful uh, with the the exception of the original thing i mentioned i'm doing great right all right so we might have to make that a holistic uh segment when i ask you uh, how you're doing we do the holistic segment where we talk about how <laughs> to eat to preserve yourself right because that's really what it is is preserving yourself uh to be right successful and elongate your years so you can be like the honorable louis farrakhan who looks not a day if he did not tell you that elements he looks not a day above 50 of course you know you know there's differences but not a day above 50 his skin is smooth no wrinkles i mean it's just an amazing thing when you eat to live and we can always remember that the honorable elijah muhammad was the one who came out with the book how to eat to live and so and it's been uh, updated over the years and so a lot of people are using those uh how can I say those precepts and concepts that he came up with for all kinds of different diets. But so big crudos honors to honor to him and honor to the Honorable Louis Farrakhan for showing true that that does help you. So what is the topic for today as people start to come in? Remember, again, we are simulcasting over Periscope, Vimeo, FB, and the Film Review Live Channel. Make sure that you subscribe to the Film Review Live Channel, the Film Review Live Channel on YouTube. Subscribe, smash the share button, the like button. Let people know that we are on. Let people know that we are here because we are disseminating information. What is the topic for today? Please don't say damn when you hear the price. Please don't say damn when you hear the price, right? So where did I uh, grab that from? Well, let's see. I saw a meme of an Arab man. I want to bring this closer. And, you know, it's an Arab shop. And we've always talked about Arab shops on the show, right? 
and there's a picture where he put a sign up and as a as once being a former retailer but still having the entrepreneurial spirit mind I can feel him writing this and he put it on his see we didn't have bulletproof glass though because I wasn't afraid of my people but he has in his bulletproof glass he says please don't say damn when you hear the price please don't say damn when you hear the price and you know I used to have a poster that I had made with uh, seven rules of coming into Crazy D's Music Palace. And rule number five was the prices are set and there is no haggling over price because you know over years you find that people do that. So I can feel him on that, but I don't necessarily understand why he would be in the American black neighborhoods saying that as a retailer instead of there being that being an American black retailer saying to the community that they love without bulletproof glass please don't say damn when you hear the price the vaccine is coming with Biden and Harris playing plantation politics Trump's up for the Nobel Peace Prize and getting everything done except speaking to reparations for American Blacks descendants of slavery. Biden-Harris, no better, giving the October 1966 Black Panther Plan to illegal immigrants. If you do not know what the 1966 Black Panther plan for economics was, you should Google or you can watch our previous show number 16 and you will see that the when you read Biden's plan and what they're giving to American Blacks is loans. What does the average house go for? 150000 They're going to give you a rebate of uh, 15000 What if you want a 200 $50,000 house like my sister had observed the other day on another one of our episodes, 11. If you're watching 11 through 16, you are really getting information. If you're listening from 10 back to 1, you're getting us in our motion and it's still information getting there as we build the machine that's moving now, right? So, you want to know what they're giving, but then why do we say that the 1966 Black Panther economic plan is being given to the immigrants because when you read further in Biden's plan, you find out that the illegal immigrants, not American citizens, American Blacks are American citizens. We are American citizens. American Black citizens. We are American citizens. But they're going to give illegal aliens on the hope that they will vote for the Dems. They're going to give them a tax identification number, subsidized housing in the suburbs, uh, free health care, no copay. They're going to give them a driver's license. So they're going to be able to driver's license in hopes that they will be able to vote. And what's the biggest thing is they're going to give them 
a guaranteed job. And guess who's gonna be training them on this guaranteed job to receive your pink slip around November of the next year when the, if the Democrats win this, right? And remember, we have told you before, if you are a person that is American black and you are on the side of the Dems and they have not offered you anything, in our opinion, you are a coon. If you are on the Republican side and you espouse opinions, this is just our opinion and our observation, if you espouse opinions and that somewhat is based in fact, but there's some lies in there, but you're basing that, that's why you want to go Republican and you're going that way and they're not giving you anything, giving your people anything as a whole. You are a coon. If you're independent, nonpartisan, and you just about that and you don't care about anything about just, but just voting, you most likely are a coon. So accept that, accept that, accept that. And if you happen to be some of the people who were selling drugs, selling Ready Rock selling crap to your own American black people, your own people to help a Caucasian office fund the Iran Contra snit. And you watched it destroy the communities. Then you got caught up into 101 and you got caught up in three strikes and you're still coming out and you want to vote for the man that brought those punishments down upon you and you were one of the ones who brought the destruction of the black community down through serving crack. You were doing one of the most coonish acts ever, destroying your own people. You can deny it. You can say whatever you like. Deny it all you want if that makes you feel better. But if you are that and then you're voting for the man that put you in prison, they'll put your people in prison if you didn't sell, like I didn't, right? And, the, and your people are in prison, right? And they're coming home under the man that you say you don't like, but you're gonna vote for the man who put you or them in and decimated the black community, you are a coon. Sorry, just my opinion, just our opinion at TFR podcast live now people we have some we have some passings to talk about today right we have a thought leader that was very controversial in the 90s but stayed relevant all the way through and we're speaking of none other than Stanley Crouch right let me bring his image up real quick there we go, Stanley Crouch, right? So there's Stanley Crouch, um, jazz critic. Well, I'm gonna let Tanya tell you about about him, and uh, so let's let's run over some about uh, Stanley Crouch. Then I'll come back and fill in because I was highly interested in what he was talking about, even though I did not agree at the time. Right, right. Um, Stanley Crouch was a, an American poet, music and cultural critic, syndicated columnist, novelist, and biographer. And he was known for his jazz criticism and his 2000 novel, Don't 
uh, the moon looked lonesome. Um, he was a very close friend and mentor to jazz uh, trumpeter Wynton Marsalis. And he was he was well known in the field. I mean, he, he was very controversial and very outspoken um, against uh, gangster rap. Uh, so he was not with that and was very vocal about it. I believe he had been on um, Tavis Smiley's panel, some of the panels that he did of the State of the Black Union. I believe that was the title of the, his panels that he does. So he had been on there and he was very outspoken. Um, he has many awards and distinctions. Uh, he was he was actually invited to a panel of judges for the Penn Newman's uh, own award, a $25,000 award designed to protect speech as it applies to the written word. Uh, in 2005, he was selected as one of the inaugural fellows by the Fletcher Foundation, uh, which awards annual fellowships to people working on issues of race and civil rights and directed by Professor Henry Louis Gates and uh, of How Harvard University. Uh, he served as president of the Louis Armstrong Educational Foundation from 2009 until, on, until he ended. Uh, in 2016, he was awarded the Wyndham Campbell Literature Prize uh, for nonfiction. And he was a member of the American Academy of Arts and Sciences. So he had quite a few accomplishments under his belt, more than a few, and had done uh, many things, very opinionated. If you read about him, you'll see some of the things he was opinionated about besides what I just mentioned. But he, he was uh, definitely left, uh, opinionated about uh, the black power. He got, he became disillusioned with the Black Power Movement, referring to it as later to some of his thought contemporaries as the lost generation, right? He released a book mm -hmm. between 1990 and 1994, I guess it was an anthology of books called The All-American Skin Game or The Decoy of Race, The Long and Short of It. So. He was controversial and he would be on the panel and he would be the dissenting voice in talking about necessarily being on or off the hamster wheel, right? Depending on how you looked at it, where he was in his thought process. Now, another person who has passed on from us is a Tuskegee Airman, right? Uh, Michael... Nettingham, Tuskegee Airman from New Jersey, awarded the Congressional Gold Medal for his service. U.S. Senator Frank uh, Lautenberg presented Nottingham with the Congressional Gold Medal. And he's passed from us at 101 years old. That is amazing. The people from the Greatest Generation uh, Holding Around, Hera Belafonte, this particular person, others who fought the good fight, who believed in being honorable and believed in representing American Black dignity 
are passing from us, those who are our thought leaders and who will be our thought leaders moving forward, right? Now, let's get to this. Now, this is an interesting meme that I, I saw. And it says, and it comes, uh, my, my, my sister Tanya posted it. And it says, some people never understand what you bring to the table until they watch you in action at the table, right? Again, some people never understand what you bring to the table until they watch you in action at the table, right? And going in that theme, I would like to say, some don't know what's on the table if they don't look at the table. Some don't know what's on the table if they don't look at the table. All right, people, so this is where this begins. We, we kick off early today. All right, people. <clears throat> Our topic for today, again, is please don't say damn when you hear the price. What is the price of American blacks not knowing what's going on around them? What is the price of American blacks not knowing What's going around them? What's going on around them? What is critical race theory? What is critical race theory? Critical race theory is a theoretical framework, right? Let me make it bigger so I can see it. In the social sciences that examines society and culture as they relate to categorization of race, law, and power, development developed out of the postmodern uh, philosophy. It is based on critical theory, a social uh, philosophy that argues that social problems are influenced and created more by societal structures and cultural assumptions than by individual and psychological factors. So what does that mean? What does that really mean when you're sitting there, you're reading it, Let's put the rubber to the road real quick. Let's put the rubber to the road. So let's look at it and expand the definition. Let's get some definitions, people. And uh, let's go through critical race theory. All right. So critical race theory, also uh, the acronym is CRT. The view that the law and legal institutions are inherently racist and that race itself, instead of being biologically grounded and natural, is a, so a socially constructed concept that is used by white people to further their economic and political interests as the, at the expense of people of color. Now this definition comes from the reason why color is spelled with a U R instead of just the O R is because this comes from the British Botanica. The British Botanica that looks at sometimes you have to go over and see what the European thinks of the Euro 
American and their systems that they set up to have a better understanding. So let's continue on. According to critical race theory, CRT, racial inequality emerges from the social, economic, and legal differences that white people create between quote-unquote races to maintain elite white interests in labor markets and politics, giving rise to poverty and criminality in many let me move back because I got something covering up. Many minority communities. The CRT movement organized in 1989 officially, right? So that's what we're looking at as far as that. But it goes further. But before we go any further, I'm going to have my sister chime in and tell me what you think about this so far, about that definition and what they're trying to move towards here. Uh, in essence, in short, what it means is that the system that we operate in or what they're trying to move in is by design. It's been designed that way. And I like the fact that um, it, when it started out, it said, uh, I think it was on the screen before this and where it talked about where, rather than it being an individual and psychological um, situation, how things came about. It was more uh, socially constructed. It was constructed. It was constructed. That means that some people got together and they thought about something and they, they put it together in such a way that as it continued to flow, it was going to continue to create that proverbial hole that we now face right now. While when we continue to vote and expect change and these people's looking at us they may as well just be sitting here looking at us like this that's as if we're not saying anything it's as if we're not saying anything and they it, it this thing is on autopilot now it's on autopilot it's been going on for so long and so this is why i was saying to you guys yesterday or was it the day before that this the, the decisions that we make now are going to make the history books because this is setting the stage for the generations that are coming after us all right and so if we continue in this thing and expect change knowing that it's not going to change because it never has then here we're setting up our next generations to have to work that much harder because in every generation, there's always going to be a leader or a voice that rises up or a movement that rises up. But why, if we knew what to do, if we knew, then why didn't we do it? Why didn't we do it? Okay, look. Okay, so look. Remember, the topic of today is please don't say damn when you hear the price. What is the price for American blacks not knowing about this term that we just gave the definition of, right? We just gave the definition of this term, which is critical race theory. Do you think that critical race theory has been implemented into society yet, Tanya? Do you think it's been implemented? 
I think it has. I think it's been um, it it's said to have started in 1989, but uh, when I read on it, it it's been it's been practiced in the 60s and the 70s as well. It's already in effect now. It may not be in full effect, but I don't know. I mean, what if 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 it's not in full effect now, then how much? Um, more, how much worse does it have to get in order to be considered full effect? Right now, so how many, uh, how many of you out there, you can be honest, have ever heard of critical race theory? Have you ever heard of it? You can be, if you have heard of it, press one, and uh, we'll be able to see or leave your comments in the uh, comment in the chat area on YouTube. Or leave your comments on the FB and we'll be able to see. But if you have heard of it, press one. If not, don't press anything. And then we'll know. So we'll, we'll move forward accordingly. But I believe that many have not heard of it. But you know who has heard of it? The accelerationists have heard of it. And the... The... Anarchists are trying to co-op it. So here we are. See, people, we tell you you have to watch more than just the echo chamber news because you get to learn and know about what's happening around you. As long as you are on this same hamster wheel, still talking the same things from the 60s, but not knowing that it has progressed beyond the 60s that we are in the 21st century and things have been moving even though you feel that they have been standing still because you've been on this hamster wheel you know in this mindset when you have to have this mind state and so this is what we are here for hashtag tfr podcast live ob tfr podcast live ob observations to let you hear these things you know who knows about it this particular caster here and stay with it now do not go away because I know that you always want to move away when you see something that you don't particularly necessarily agree with but you have to listen and have to watch because they are telling you the information that you need to know now watch this story if you didn't think that critical race theory was being implemented even in the Caucasian areas. Check this out. Gladwin Elementary School in Pennsylvania outside Philadelphia is now requiring fourth and fifth graders to read something called Not My Idea, a book about whiteness. It teaches children that their parents are racist if they defend the police or complain about protesters who are blocking the road. The book also says that people who don't watch media reports about police shootings are complicit in racism. That's a little hyperbole, you know, that's not exactly, we know that that's not exactly what the book is about, but it's their bent, and so you stick with that, but you still go and get the information that you need to know. So let's continue on. The school's Cultural Proficiency Committee has mandated several other programs for young children, including classes that teach kindergartners that just asking other people questions can be racist. We reached out to the Lower Marion School District, which includes Gladwin Elementary. It's one of the richest school districts in the nation. And they responded to us this way, quote, 
The Lower Marion School District fully supports the ongoing implementation of an anti-racist curriculum in its schools and encourages the use of developmentally appropriate books that raise awareness of the very real issues of racism and privilege. Okay, so okay. Let, let me pause that right there again. Listen, so what has the, the activists or the American black thinkers, the top thinkers and the think top minds of American blackness and existence in America having built the country and etc etc what have they always said that the Caucasian has to be responsible to retrain their minds on what it is this whole fictitious race thing, but being that we're in it, to retrain yourself and figure out about the white fragility, figure out about the white privilege, etc., etc. Right? We've always said that, and that it's not us, and in the thought, in that mind thought, in that mind state, that's why we say we sit this out because this is a battle between whites and whites have to have this battle this is the modern day civil war that's being fought out and it comes between two different terms as we go along right comes down to two different terms which is critical race theory and the other one is critical political study or something like that. We're going to get to it because my sister has that and we're going to get to that. But so you see, you have two different sides going and really neither one of them are talking about reparations. And when reparations come, the anarchists and the uh, accelerationists or the liberal or the conservative or the hard left or the hard right will gang together and say, yo, you don't have any place for you because, you know, hey. So, but if you did not know, rich, affluent people in the society who are Caucasian are trying to retrain their minds through training their kids to look at race differently than what it was looked at before, right? There's no applause or kudos because it's going to take some decades to see if this actually falls through or if it falls through. You know what I mean? So let's continue on. In other words, up yours. This is what we're doing. So why are parents allowing schools to teach their own children to hate them for the color of their skin? Elena Fishbein is the mother of a student who attended Gladwin Elementary. She's since moved out that child out of the district for obvious reasons. She joins us tonight. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. So tell us your experience with this school in what our viewers may not know is a fairly well-known school district and known for having excellent schools, but you moved your child out. Why? Indeed. In fact, uh, many people move uh, to our area because of the quality right. of the education in public schools. Uh, actually, I have two kids there. Uh, last year, they were second grade and fourth grade. 
And um, this has been going on now for a while. This is not something new that started right now. Little by little, the school has been uh, introducing different subjects that we were concerned about. And I raised the, my concern with the principal. Okay, okay, wait, wait, now. <clears throat> yeah, wait. Yeah, wait. <clears throat> um, you hear... It? She's an immigrant. She's an immigrant. She's an immigrant. Okay. What does an immigrant? Why doesn't a why does an immigrant have a opinion? A melanated, it appears, immigrant. Fish spine or fish burn or fish spine. When researching the surname, it is German Yiddish. It's German Yiddish, which we're going to leave that right there. We're going to leave that right there. Anyone who understands German Yiddish will understand what I mean by that. So we're going to leave that right there. What does she, what, what skin in the game does she have in it when she's not, oh, wait a minute, wait a minute though. When they come here, they're classified as Caucasian to build the numbers of Caucasians here to build the numbers against American blacks, okay? So let, let's continue on. So, I mean, everything that we, everything comes into full vision as we, as we go along with these different shows. Everything seems to just fall. It's a divine thing happening here. So let's continue on teachers with the counselors uh, and they kind of uh, brushed it off but uh, just before the end of the school year literally two days before the end of the school year as a result of all the unrest and riots uh, they introduced what as you uh, rightfully uh, called the cultural proficiency curriculum uh, as the school uh, uh, as the school year finished we wrote a letter to the superintendent of our of our lower marion school district as well as to the principal and uh, they totally ignored us. Uh, in that letter, we actually questioned the validity of uh, this kind of teaching and emphasizing that, in fact, this teaching turned Martin Luther King teaching upside down. Yes, All that's right. those years, they have been okay, wait teaching a minute, our wait kids a about the beautiful... Wait a minute, wait a minute, hold it, hold it, hold it, wait, 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 wait. It turned Martin Luther King's teachings upside down. Now, she's an immigrant and she hasn't been here, but maybe, who knows, right? Fresh, fresh, the accent hasn't left yet, okay. So this brings us to the next part of the definition of critical race theory, right? Now, how does this person who is just an immigrant know what Martha, Martin Luther King Jr the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was talking about or even speaking about during that time. You're walking into a, basically, I just call it what it is, a segregated community by wealth, segregated by wealth, so they wouldn't have to see, and they might have one or two quote unquote minorities and you're upset, right? So let's look at this. 
The next part of critical race theory. More definitions. Okay, here we go. The launch of the CRT movement marked its uh, separation from critical legal studies, CLS, an offshoot of critical theory that examined how the law and legal institutions function to perpetuate oppression and exploitation. However, instead of drawing theories of social organization and individual behavior from continental European thinkers such as G.W.F. Hegel, Karl Marx, and Sigmund Freud as, listen to this, as CLS and feminist Jewish prudence has done, CRT was inspired by figures such as Martin Luther King Jr., W.E.B. Du Bois, Malcolm X, the Black Panthers, and Franz Fanon, right? What does this uh, immigrant know about what she's talking about when in actuality, what she's railing against is because she is on the CLS side of things, which is the accelerationist, the hard right, and not in the egalitarianist thought process that Martin Luther King and the aforementioned had towards American blacks, right? So what does she actually know as she is speaking would be absolutely, in my opinion, by what the definition is and what it's based on and who it's based on to be factually false. And it makes our point, oh, so it's such a bitter pill to swallow that you are looking at the Dixiecrats who are trying to bring in more immigrants and who are gonna think like this? You see this people? Now uh, on our broadcast, we, we show you clips of people speaking and he, she's speaking with a, a you know news person here on Fox. And so she's coming on with such passion and such face of concern and such uh, uh, voice towards you know how this is affecting her children which I find it hard to believe second and fourth grade she looked like I don't know she looked she looked kind of old but I don't know she must have adopted them but anyway um you know so now she has her her surname you had mentioned is a German Yiddish background me having uh, come into contact in the early to mid 2000 with German Yiddish people worked very closely with them they identified as Jewish they identified as Jewish all of their lives um, so that you know we're looking at here we are with that um, element too and I wanted to mention what's interesting is that the definition of the CRT um, talks about how 
the elitists got together and they're forming and making these decisions or trying to tailor make or have tailor made this system of operation but uh, where uh, the other people who are not elite but who are Caucasian need to look at is that they're still reaping the benefit well, any benefits that's going to come out of something that was created by the white elite you're still going to stand to gain some benefits from it as well so to say uh, or to exclude yourself from it in theory and say well you know I didn't do that I didn't I didn't come up with that I don't think like that but if you're being um, if you're sitting there and you're not saying anything about it and you are reaping the benefits and sitting under the umbrella of benefits even if you're only getting the crumbs from the master's table um, if that is what you're doing then you're right there with them as if you planned it with them because you're not you're not foregoing the benefits you're not putting them away from you and saying that you're not going to receive of them so and you're not speaking any ways against them so uh, you are counted alongside them by virtue of the fact that you are benefiting all right and this is um this person when that voice started talking my forehead was automatically wrinkled up like what because you're a person that has not been here that long because you still got a strong accent you have not been americanized from that standpoint where you've lost your culture or you've lost your uh you know the sense of your culture wherever you came from so you know you're here and you're giving an opinion on why you're taking your kids out of the schools because you don't like the way that they're going with the studies i i'm wondering very seriously if she thought about that before she wanted to come on and make a statement at all was there any thought that went into it other than the fact that the race the subject of race was being discussed with the children well she's categorized as Caucasian white when they come here to build numbers so she's like you are disturbing my white life now before we go further with the video we need to let you know what critical legal studies is again this is from the British Botanica because you know they look at the European looks at the Euro-American and how they structure things right so Tanya if you would if you would give us I put it up on the screen you can read like the first paragraph and then expand upon that what you research then I'm going to take the second paragraph observation okay critical race more definitions critical legal studies U.S. movement applied deconstruction to legal writing in an effort to reveal conflicts between principles and counter principles in legal theory. The movement explored fundamental oppositions such as public and private, essence and accident, and substance and form. So observations similar to republicanism except thought practiced in legal studies or theory applied to the law. So now you have critical legal studies that is, uh, which is something that uh, was subject to or relative to continental European thinkers as the definition so said such as Karl Marx, Sigmund Freud, 
and the CLS and feminist jurisprudence had done. So Karl Marx, here we are back to Marxism. So critical legal studies is something that is related to Marxism, which is another course of study. So between these two things together, we have all of these these building blocks of integrated thought processes, integrated thought patterns that are building things that no matter how you look at it, no matter what side you take it from, no matter any of that, it still leaves us out of the equation. I don't care. It's critical. All right. What is critically, it is critically and extremely uh, keeping us out of the, out of the line, period. And you see <clears throat> the observation similar to republicanism. Remember, we gave you the definition of republicanism, which is not like actually it's more scientific, right? So this is more of a scientific movement about this. Now, came from people, thinkers like Marx and Freud, right? And uh, Hegel, right? Marxism is saying is what the side of the anarchists are on. But guess what, people? When you break down the difference between uh, CLS and CRT, you see that there is a butting of heads because one is created by people who thought exclusively for their people, just like the other one, they thought exclusively exclusively about their people, excluding people who have melanin, you see? So this whole joining with the anarchists is just as bad as joining with the accelerationists, you see? So we're, we're giving you this and we're showing you where it's at and everything bears witness in fact and truth to what we have been telling you for these last few days. All of this is, uh, right? All of this has been put forth and bringing forth. Now, here's where thought process can veer or not veer, but before we get back to the lady, because this is, this woman is bringing, remember we told you, let me bring this down real quick so you can see me while I talk to you. Remember we said that people are bringing their, their, no matter, no matter, they're coming to a pluralistic society, right? But they're bringing their views of monism or dualism to this pluralistic society, right? And we talked about the hospitals way back between episodes one and 10. And we talked about who's in the hospitals and how they're going to treat you by just their cultural or their spiritual background, how they will treat you, right? Because they do not believe like the America is supposed to believe by the way it was, by the way it was created, the way it has moved. And when you bring in other immigrants who haven't put skin in the game, they will treat those who were established here poorly. And 
because they know that they are getting the rights of the Black Panthers from the October 1966 economic plan that the Democrats want to give to them if, if Biden is elected while they want to give us more debt. They know that they are the favorite children and so they will treat you as such. Now, what did I mean by pluralist or pluralistic society? Okay. Pluralism, right? Pluralism, very important here. Pluralism is a term used in philosophy, meaning doctrine of multiplicity, often used in opposition to monism, doctrine of unity, and dualism, doctrine of duality. In local pluralism, in logic, pluralism is the view that there is no correct logic or alternatively there that there is more than one correct logic, right? So you're dealing with people who are coming here who are reading or thinking what the larger society has made Martin Luther King look like but they have not actually looked at what Martin Luther King was really about. Just the, just the cleaning of Martin Luther King so they can say, I have a dream. That was 63, a lot of years in between 63 and 68, five years. What was happening? What was he saying? Come on. Cultural pluralism is a term used when smaller groups within a larger society maintain their unique cultural identities whereby their values and practices are accepted by the dominant culture provided such that they are consistent with the laws and values of the wider society, right? That's cultural pluralism. Now. We're looking at a situation where we may look be looking at a whole new group of people coming in to be over American black people. Want to know why? Because we didn't know that CRT was even going on. We had no idea that CRT was going on, going on to the extent that it's going on. Let's move forward and I'm going to prove it to you because I bet you didn't know this. Martin Luther King's and they were rejoicing in this kind of teaching. And all of a sudden, this is totally turning it upside down. Right. And uh, we received no reply to our concern. And uh, therefore, I decided a few weeks later to post my letter to the superintendent on the Facebook of the parents' school uh, Facebook page. And... Uh, I was uh, totally taken by the harsh criticism and in fact in some places I told them that they are like lynching me of some parents. Uh wait a minute, 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 wait a minute. <laughs> Now that's supposed to be, I guess, I mean, for her, she's equating being castrated, being defooted being tarred and feathered, being lynched from the highest tree to get rid of you. Strange fruit. She's equating her, her experience of just 
having words said to lynching. Now that would be a dog whistle. That would be a dog whistle that's supposed to get you upset. Now she's not doing it to get you upset. This is her, in my opinion, ignorance, right? And if she heard, if she's probably heard the truth because they are kicking the literature to the children so she has heard the truth, which means that in my opinion, this is her stupidity because she has heard the truth, right? So this is her stupidity and she's speaking on it and she's saying that her being disagreed with in a harsh way in paper is the same as being lynched physically from a tree. Well, yes, that's that's great. That's great. Let's continue. Um, and, and this kind of uh, criticism, uh, and obviously, as you know, the kind of name they call us, uh, racist, not in our school, etc. The interesting thing, though, and that's what uh, launched, uh, that's what uh, created our movement. The interesting thing is that those were the vocal voices. I received at the same time a lot of uh, emails and uh, messages from grandparents and families that supported me, but also at the same time, the threat through all those messages was, we are afraid to talk. We are afraid to resist. Well, thank God that you weren't. And by the way, all those good liberals love immigrants until they're disobedient, I notice, and then they attack you. Wow. Let me pause that for a minute. So wow. Old boy Tuck, he he brings it out at the end that she's an immigrant. Anything that you thought that you were assuming that it was, she is. She's an immigrant. And remember, we told you the Democrats are bringing them in and giving them this, 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 this illegal aliens now, and giving this in hopes that they will vote Democrat. Dixie crap when in actuality they see the lay of the land and they see which one is more powerful. They say this is a republic and thus is so. I'm going to be on CLS and not CRT. Right? Now, if you were not aware this has been going on. This has been raging and moving through since moving through all systems, all levels of America since 1989, right? And remember the definitions and remember the two differences and remember that one is who is created through the thought and minds of people like Dr. Reverend Martin Luther King that she says she loves in the homogenized version but which is the modest version right see stay with me you get to know these definitions right and so she's liking that but she doesn't actually really like now for us who have been on the hamster wheel and has this mindset that nothing has changed and nothing was changed. The good golfing white folks, some of them, were trying to teach 
and some of the good God-fearing white folks that are in the government, in education, in uh, civil service, and in the workplace, we're trying to implement this CRT in. And you didn't know enough to be able to get out there and to fight for it without having to join the anarchists, right? So let's continue on. Let's see what uh, Trump has done about it. The Trump White House just killed critical race theory training in federal agencies. It's the stuff that claims all white people are racist in this inherently racist country. So once again, the big orange meanie does something no one had the guts to do before. Eradicate a punitive ideology that ruins businesses and lives, and it's one that you pay for. A disease born from the hateful halls of left-wing academia, critical race theory undermines the positive core beliefs of America by redefining the nation as an engine of oppression. This leads to discord in schools, families, and now even work. The top attribute of a great employee, positive attitude. CRT replaces that with grievance and envy. And what hyperbole remember again they have that slant so they have to go with that slant but you have to be able to watch more outlets than the echo chamber because the echo chamber didn't tell you anything about this did they no they didn't and if no. they do they twist it up and don't tell you the history well here we're telling you the history this has been moving since 1989. It's been moving since at 1989, right? What was happening in 1989? Oh yeah, uh, Yusef Hawkins. Uh, what else? Public Enemy. Fight the power. Oh, Spike Lee. Uh, do the right thing. All of this was culminating all at the same time and be in coming to a consciousness that was moving through the halls of government moving through the halls of education moving through the halls of civil service moving through the halls of everyday life of employment and american black people knew nothing of it did any of our leaders quote unquote say that this is what's going on and this is what we need to protect and we need to push it through? No. Because their whole thing was to keep you on the hamster wheel and keep you thinking that it was still the same because and how you know that's true is because when Barack Obama was elected we've talked about that and what the discrepancies about that was but when he was elected the civil rights leaders did not know where they were going. They didn't know, so they were lashing out. Oh my God, it's our civil rights money train over. And we have to continue to ask you, to ask those who want you to vote for either party without them handing over or organizing to present you with the reparations that's necessary for you to continue to make it an even playing field before you ascend up to the highest levels and offices of the land, you need to ask them if they're not, if they want you to vote for people who have not gonna give you anything or have not said they're gonna give you anything, just vote 
ask them what are they getting out of it, right? So if you didn't know about CRT, critical race theory, that it was organized in 1989 and pushed through all forms, all levels of society. And now we come here and we see where, because we didn't know about it, people who are white and who are anarchists can take it, malform it and come out and start doing this out in the streets, right? So let's let's listen to this. You're seeing on America's city streets are its results, starting on campus, then leaking into unconscious bias training at work, culminating in infantile rioters who use this ideology to justify violence. You wonder why these clones accost people at restaurants? They've been brainwashed to think you're unconsciously racist and they're there to wake you up. Unconsciously racist means even when you say you aren't racist, the response is, no, you just aren't conscious of it. That's a cult. But those who demand such indoctrination operate on their own unconscious racism. They assume all white people are one way, possessing white privilege. That's conscious racism. And Trump's right to expel this toxin from the workplace. Let's hope this bravery spreads. The survival of our country depends on it. Talked about the other syndrome. That's what we'll call it here. The other syndrome where when you're in the protest and you're walking down, they say uh, USA. You're supposed to say USA. 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 You're supposed to say USA too because you built this boy and your thought process, your culture, everything that everyone else does is you. Now, what he just said, that host, in my opinion, is racist and you want to know why because he he willfully is showing you it is talking the race talk as if our lying eyes aren't telling us the truth that when we see people who say black lives matter that they're not caucasians that it's majority caucasians out there using crt using Black Lives Matter using the aforementioned uh, practices and goals of the Black Panther Party to ma mangle it into something that will be unuseful, not useful for American Blacks to still use because we're joining with the anarchists who are who want the drop and the fail of the state and the accelerationists on the hard right side want the drop and the failure of the state to bring about an ethno state. And when you bring the two sides of the same coin, where's there room for American black people? So when are we standing for ourselves and quit worrying about these different coalitions? Did they have their own, they have their own agendas? Them out there riding, destroying the street, talking about Black Lives Matter and raise your fist. And if we don't get no justice, no peace, if we don't get it, then there's no peace. What do they know about that? We just finished showing you about the seven, the elite seven, as we call them around here. They're going to go back to their lily white rich lives while the black people who were out there 
yelling at example the young black American black dude that was yelling at the American black soldier disgrace a disgrace a disgrace what you got to say before we go on uh, you talked about plural, pluralism in a pluralistic society and you know it's funny because you have all these different amalgamations of thought processes that are blended and you know it's just like making a dish making a pot of greens and in mine I put I use green seasoning and somebody else they just use simple garlic and salt and you know and well they're gonna taste good they're gonna still be edible but they have different ingredients this is what this looks like and you know it's uh so it's everybody going their own way that's called chaos so there is a way that seemeth right unto a man but the end thereof are the ways of death and whether death be uh physical death whether it be spiritual death whether it be uh just the death of a of a movement or the death of a, a ideal or whatever there's some type of death when people are following every way that seemeth right it seems right but right in what perspective right in what perspective there is righteousness and there is right for you so if everybody is going the way of comfort for themselves you know uh there's a term that people use uh in this within the last 10 years i've been hearing your truth you know uh we got to speak your truth share your truth that came from psychology you know um speak your truth and really what they're talking about are the experiences of people not their truth because some experiences were derived from lies so it's not their truth it's not their truth that's the things that happen to them their experience but don't put it don't cement it in something called truth because there were a lot of lies that came into the experience that made things the way they were so here we have these people they've had these experiences that they categorize as truth and now they've adapted these ideologies and they are setting them to uh their relative to their experiences and they're calling them true and so they're going out and, and and how in the world do you go out with a mask on and promote what you consider to be true uh this must be some kind of temporary truth this must be something that you're in you know just temporarily like the the magnificent seven that we have uh you know you have some kind of temporary thing going on but you know that you can return back to an arc of safety when this is all done uh lars is going back to the boardroom when daddy dies and runs the company so it's going to be like that and we have we have all of that and then we have you made mention of our black leaders our black leaders and i'm thinking back to uh the propaganda video um that we saw on the plantation and there were supervisors or managers that were put in place that came from the uh from the slave pool you know we, we need some somebody who can identify with these people and keep them in line or at least be able to communicate our ideals and our directives to them in a way that they can understand 
So we have, you know, we have lead, we've had some good leaders, but we've also had leaders that had their own personal agenda back to experience again, their own personal agenda and their own desire to come up, their own desire to make a name for themselves. And it did not include, you know, if it included the people, fine. But as long as they could get to where they wanted to get to. So now, you know, we're here giving you the information that, you know, we didn't know. Like, like, um, like D just said, did not know that CRT has been in place officially since 1989, but uh, practiced uh, in part from the 60s and the 70s. Didn't know. Did now we have a group of people that don't know enough, didn't know enough history, don't know enough of what's going on currently. So you don't know the history or the current. And so you're jumping on board with these people that look like they're about you because they're quoting phrases like no justice, no peace. That's not uh, you know, we might have heard us say it first in our movement, but that's not how you judge whether uh that should be something you are part of because they're quoting uh they're quoting stuff. That came out of our movements previously That's not how you judge Whether you get on board with something You have to We cannot be lazy And that's what I, when, when he said Didn't know enough about anything And jumping on board with these different causes It's because We've been lazy Lazy in thought Lazy in, in, in learning We want everything handed We want We want everything handed we want it spoon fed to us. We want to hand it to us. We don't want to go out and do the work. We don't want to go out and study. We don't want to go out and analyze and be critical thinkers. It's taking and so and they're making sure you don't do that when they pump you full of drugs and when they um avail things to you in the different stores that, that you know the, the malt liquors and all of that. They're making sure that your mind stays stays right, your mindset stays right there. Where you don't have the ability to even have the desire to critically think about anything. But you getting ready to go and you getting ready to cast your vote. And you're going to cast a Democrat because my daddy was a Democrat. My mama was a Democrat. My grandparents was Democrat. My great-grandparents was Democrat. And I got the right to vote. And I don't have nothing else happening in my life right now that, that, that's, that's worth anything. But I'm going to go stand in line with this vote then after i vote i'm going to the liquor store and get me another 40 ounce and then i'm gonna sit and wait for the results and hope that who i i, I did my due diligence i did my thing as an american citizen i feel proud of myself today i don't feel as low as i am every day when I drink that malt liquor every day, I don't. I did my thing. I did my but I'm, I got the sticker on. I voted today. I voted. Yay! I voted. And then you're gonna sit there and you're gonna pray, or you're gonna look like like a kid in the candy store, sitting there with your 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 hands folded under your chin and looking like waiting for the results. And then when you get the results and before the first hundred days is in, the reality is going to set in that there is nothing there for you. You should have just skipped the vote and went straight to the liquor store. 
perfect meme that describes this is right here, right here. The the person who posted the meme said, caption this, caption this. What What's your caption? What's your caption for this time? What's your caption? Oh man, they are, let me see. Well, there's a lot going on there. They probably got WAP playing in the background. That, and uh, let me see, what else is going on here? Now they realize they didn't got caught in the midst. Now they see the result of everything they've been doing uh, under their own understanding. Everything that they've been doing, now they see people are falling apart. People are breaking up and they're going down with nothing. They're going down as dry uh, bones that are decapitated heads, dislocated bones, brittle, nothing as a result of them just partying away. It wouldn't the upper part of the mess was it wouldn't have mattered if it was a church service. All get mad at me. I don't care. It wouldn't have mattered if it was a church service. It wouldn't have mattered if it was a strip club. It wouldn't have mattered about any of that because as long as you sit and you continue to do things and be wrapped up in it and not pay attention to what's going on around you because outside of that, the structure was breaking from the top, if you could see that. So outside of that, you know, you were trapped in a bubble, just doing your thing in your bubble with your people. And now there you are at the bottom. See, now we have to, you know, as usual, we have to bring a little distraction. Now, remember yesterday we talked about uh, Candace Owens. You know, in 2007, she sued for racial discrimination. In 2019, the clown claims that racist, racism is over. All right? So that's that's what the meme says. So I don't necessarily call her a clown or whatnot. I just you know I'm just reading what the what the meme says, right? But I'm giving you things. These are little distractions, right? Little distractions that you see over the internet, and you're like, what's going on? What's going on? What what is going on out there, right? Oh yeah, here's another distraction. Here's another distraction. It really means nothing. Probably million dollar problems, right? Kanye West says he's done, declares himself new Moses, says he won't release new music till free from Universal and Sony. He wants his masters back. He's been pissing on his Grammys. He's doing the Prince. He wants his masters. He wants his masters. Now, it was okay to be a slave. Now, Prince had already told you do it independently before, but here comes Kanye West with his epiphany in the middle of a new generation that may not remember what Prince had went through before. Coming out of the late 90s, going into the 2000s. And here we go. Quit calling me. I'm a black woman. Stop calling me. Stop calling us women of color. Now that might be something to that, but you know, right now that is a major distraction. Just distraction means that come across, right? Oh, here's a major distraction. And even I had to comment on this major distraction afterwards. I said, this is what I said. I said, all women can't 
do this. This is what I said, and I got some people go, ha ha, yeah, brother. It says right here. This is the major distraction right here. This will distract you all. Have you ever been in a conversation with some dude? Y'all out there talking. Y'all might be talking some upliftment. And then a sister walks by in a sundress. And she's walking by some Jesus. Everybody just, they stop. And I'm like, yo, dude, we were just talking. Hey, we got to take a break. Got to take a break. <laughs> but anyway, women will piss you off. Then go to sleep like this. And then I said, well, all women can't do that. So it wouldn't be a distraction to make you want to forget about what it is, right? So, right. So we want to say that real quick. So we said, look, more distraction, more distraction on what should be being talked about. Oh, did you know, people, that old girl is going to be the new Black Panther? Did you know that? Did you know that? They're going to make her the new Black Panther, which I am in protest of that because now Black Panther has truly become an African and not an American Black. I thought that they should have brought Killmonger back like the comic book. I don't want to give any spoilers. But the comic book, Killmonger does come back. But anyway, look. Here's one that is supposed to distract you into getting angry and staying on that same hamster wheel, that same hamster wheel that you did not know that CRT existed. Here it is. Here's one. Here's one, and you're not even African, but you're gonna get upset over this one. A Congolese child couldn't collect enough rubber in a rubber plantation, so Belgium colonizer had to chop off his hand. He had to chop off his hand. Wh whose perspective are you looking at it from? He had to chop off his hand? That seems like you're talking like SLC or CSL and not CRT because if you're writing it, if you're American Black or whatever you are and you're writing it from your point of view, you would say unjustly, devilishly, evilish, e evilly, he cut his hand off, but you wrote it as he had to cut his hand off. They don't want to pay up trillions in reparations for coloni for colonize for colonialism. I don't know what that is for colonizing. It should be the word, but want us to forget. Many Europeans celebrate colonialism. I've never that word is not a word. It's being uh, colonizing as a historic act. Now listen, people, are we talking about colonization or are we talking about slavery? Because they were similar, but one is in the people's land, taking their land from them, then having them work versus people being stole away from a land, from one land and brought to another land to work. Why are we conflating the issues and then writing pro on the side of the colonizer or the enslaver by saying they had to. They had to cut the hand off because he didn't know that he was a evilly dick dastardly. They he cut <laughs> he cut his hands off. Here's a major distraction right here that I had to pause. I showed my wife said, oh. Isn't that lovely? Infrastructure, people. Infrastructure that the Amer America does not have 
because the two-party system, which I'm not in that politic one way or the other, other than to say that they can't come together to build this. This is Norway, people, or Sweden. Sweden or Norway, but this is a bridge cutting across the Atlantic Ocean from connecting one body of land to little sub islands to another body, major body of land. This is called infrastructure, people. This is something that we should be looking at because the bridges are getting old, but it was a distraction. And the last distraction before we get to the main thing is something I said, wow, you know, I mean, all this going on and viewer discretion advised on this. This was a distraction that I thought that, hey, this did have to be seen right here because this these are the type of distractions you see up on the, on the internet to keep you from doing what you need to do. What does it say? It says, Black Poo Nanny is not for everyone. Side effects may include quick, uh, unplanned parenthood, marriage proposal. Now right there, unplanned parenthood, people, as this is a distraction, Unplanned Parenthood is white supremacist. It is Margaret Sanger. And it is eugenicist. For a black person to write black putty is not for everyone. Side effects may include. Okay, quick on uh, that possibility. Uh, unplanned Parenthood is eugenics. If you did not know that that in your mind is accelerationism to destroy American black people or black people around the world, but we're talking about American black. If you did not know that saying Unplanned Parenthood is eugenics. Marriage proposals, great. That, so we're fighting eugenics with getting back to the family structure. I guess it's somewhat positive. Sleeping inside, uh, leaving your family. Uh, this is all, now, now I went from marriage proposals to breaking up the family. I don't know what's going on. Instant commitment. Uh, I don't know what's it. Uh, insecurity complex. Possible stalking. Distraction, people. Distraction. It's mixed with truth and lies. Truth and lies. Distraction. What do you have to say? Wait a minute. Let me let me change the screen here. There we go. What do you have to say? See, when you look at this, these are the type of um, things that, that go up every day The internet is flooded Instagram is flooded Facebook is flooded With this type of counsel Because inevitably it becomes counsel But we look at it as humorous Most of the time when it's looked at It's looked at as something humorous Or somebody might say Yeah man that's true That's true And so what it ultimately does is That whole thing from the perspective that you gave it to other perspectives that I can read into it is one massive ball of confusion. 
one massive ball of confusion so this is what a lot of our people in particular are eating in their mental diet every day this type and let's top it off with some real housewives of atlanta let's type it off top it off with love and hip-hop let's top it off with a reality show who's reality let's top it off with somebody's uh lying reality show let's top it off with that and this is where people's minds are they are comatose and not paying attention this is why see you know for all of the things and all of the debate that comes up about the scripture <laughs> there are some instructions in there that would do us well to take heed to blessed is the person that walks not in the counsel of the ungodly that right there by by virtue of the fact that the way that you had explained it it was ungodly counsel it has no godly end to it no matter how you look at it blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly nor standeth in the way of sinners nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful but his delight is in the law of the lord and therein does he meditate day and night notice how we go from walking in the council to standing now you stagnate to sitting in the seat of the scornful now you've adapted their ways and you're sitting in the seat you're sitting at the table with them so there it says to not be so is to be blessed that means to be aware that means to pay attention to what's going on around you that means to uh, uh be spiritually centered so that you're not tossed to and fro with every wind of news and every wind of doctrine and every religious movement and every uh, uh, uh social movement that is what that means and so he just showed you a meme that most people probably laughed at yesterday most people have got some people got an experience in one of those line items in there and so they are able to identify with their brother if it's a man reading it the sisters they take pride because we got a stupid song called wop out right now so they take pride in me yeah child you know i got that good good yeah i got that you know yeah the the the, the, the uh, let me mince my words uh the the yeah, this dude keeps stalking me, won't stop calling my phone. Yeah, I got the... Y'all are stupid! And, and going to vote, and then you're going to get intelligent all of a sudden. Intelligent on November 3rd! And we're going to go to the voting booth and we're going to be astute. We're going to maybe have our spectacles on. We're going to be astute. We're going to re-pretend like we're reading over all the issues and all that fine print that nobody ever reads that's next to everything. And then you're going to cast your vote for what you already predisposed to. And then you're going to be sitting just like the ones who had the 40 ounce that morning. You're going to be sitting. <laughs> love people, love people. Remember we said at the beginning, remember the meme that we started off with about people don't know what you're actually capable of at the table until they come see you at the table. Then I said, some don't know what's on the table if they never look at the table. Why are you going to sit down at the table and you don't even know what's at it? Like you will walk past it and say, uh, I don't know about that. So look, people, the vaccine is coming, right? 
The, back, the vaccine is coming while Biden and Harris play plantation games. Our opinion here at hashtag TFR Podcast Live OB. Trump's up for the Nobel Peace Prize twice and getting everything done except speaking to reparations for American blacks, descendants of slavery. Biden Harris no better giving the October 1966 Black Panther plan to illegal immigrants. Have you been watching the show? Have you do you see what immigrants do when they get here? Both sides of the same coin fighting against critical race theory, which we just explained to you, for the status quo woe to American blacks critical legal studies. That critical legal studies is the woe to American blacks, but yet we do it. What's an American black to do? The vaccine is coming, people, and we are sitting here Right, and did you know that AstraZeneca had to cancel theirs? Did their backup as of September 12th, but they had to stop their uh, trial because. And do I have it here? I want to have to see what I have, but I, I'll explain it because that'd be better and be quicker under the circumstances. They had to stop their trials. AstraZeneca, you can look this up, just Google. They had to stop because they shot the woman in the third trial with the, not the placebo. I'm trying to understand, you know, some people have HIV and then, you know, some people, they sign off. Some people have placebo, which means that it's like a sugar pill and others have the actual injection to try to solve AIDS with COVID-19 if you're healthy, do they, and you going to volunteer, do they actually shoot the live virus in you? And you either risk getting a placebo or the actual test? I don't understand how that goes. But, however, for those, prayers go up for you and kudos to you for being brave, I guess, or foolish. Depending on how you look at it. Two sides, logic. You know, there's no correct logic, right? All right, people, so look, they are doing this and the vaccine is coming out. So the woman got some kind of spinal cord infection. You can look this up. I'm connotating. You can go get the denotator. She got some kind of spinal infection and they said it was definitely not the placebo, that it was actually the vaccine that she received and they had to shut it down. And then now they brought it back, but they haven't brought it back in Brazil or the United States, but back in Europe again, where she uh, was afflicted with this, that they believe came from injecting the test vaccine. Now, this is not about if you're going to take the vaccine or not going to take the vaccine, but this is about how Kamala, uh, oh, oh, Kumala, because she's Indian, Kumala Harris and Joe Biden are playing plantation games. Kumala, on the interview on uh, CNN, said that she can't trust anything that that. Uh, I was about to say Obama. That's about true. But you can't trust what Trump says. But because the woman asked her, because they're conflating. She said, will you trust taking the vaccine 
under Donald Trump. And she said, in paraphrasing, I don't trust Donald Trump, so I don't trust anything he said. So that's signaling to you that she doesn't trust the vaccine. These are plantation games. And if we need herd immunity, because we're in herd immunity right now, 70% to 90% of people have to catch it and get over it. The older people are going to die, etc., etc. This is what we're in. They're lying to the people. The Demo the Dixiecrats are perfect purposefully behind because America is opening back up. The sports teams are playing. The college sports teams have started playing. NBA is headed to the to the finals. Like they are willfully behind purposefully and then they're going to tell you about this vaccine and say that we can't trust it. We don't know why is it coming so fast. Right? So Herd immunity is 70% to 90% of the population catching it, some die. But some people say with a vaccine, and they say the vaccine may be only 70% effective. That means 70% effective, then the other half of the people will be 30. That would be even better. Only 30% of people catch it, and that's 100% herd immunity. But they're not telling you that. They're pumping you with fear. And this is a disgrace this is a disgrace this is this is the the anarchist side as disgraceful as the accelerationist side and american black people are stuck in the middle with a candidate that can barely cognizant to speak and the other candidate faking as if she's american black let's play but scientific breakthroughs don't care about calendars any more than the virus does. They certainly don't adhere to election cycles. And their timing, their approval, and their distribution should never ever be distorted by political considerations. They should be determined by science and safety alone. A vaccine would offer a way back to normalcy and a path toward better days for all of us, not only here, but around the world. But it's not gonna happen overnight. Once we have it, it's going to take months to distribute it to the entire population. I'm more now, here's a man that's, in, that's not in the White House that hasn't been working on this. And, and please stay to the end of the presentation that I clipped together for you. Because I know you're going to see some people that you don't usually like to see. It doesn't help you release your dopamine in your brain to make you feel good. But sometimes you need just a little medicine. So please stay with this till the end so that you can get the medicine. So that you can do your research. So that you can, not, so you can get off the hamster wheel. Not be in a mindset. But be make your mind state where you take the information and create and say that this is factual, you create your mind state off of saying these facts are factual and this is the way I see it, right? Not this mind state where I'm constantly on this because like my sister said, my grandmother did it, my granddad. There's people who have been Republican since Martin Luther King, since, uh, the, since Lincoln, that people have been Republican and stayed Republican even beyond W.E.B. Du Bois uh, urging and what happened with Martin Luther King. They have constantly been Republican and they voted for that. But what have you gotten for it? Right? 
So this is what we're saying. So let's continue. Stay to the end. Hopeful than ever in the power of science to get us there. But one thing is certain. We can't allow politics to interfere with the vaccine in any way. We can't wow. allow politics. Now, listen now. Listen now. He, we can't allow politics to interfere with the vaccine in any way. Remember, that's what he said. Remember what he said. Now, here is the bait and the switch. So let me be clear. I trust vaccines. I trust scientists. But I don't trust Donald Trump. And at this moment, the American people can't either. And I don't trust you. Moments. Okay, so now here's the part where you're going to say, oh my God, it's that guy over there. And we keep telling you that you have to watch other things. You know they're slant already. And you can say, oh, that's some bull. But you got to get to the information because the echo chamber on them other channels are not feeding you the information. At least you are getting information from off of this channel from off of this station. So let's go through this so that you can be informed, so that you can make an informed decision. Stay with this to the end, because like I said, if you are a person who votes exclusively Republican, and you are American black, and they have done, they not talking about reparations, you are a coon. If you are a Democrat-leaning person, or you are a Democrat, American black and they have not talked about reparations you are and they are not talking about doing something especially for you But they're talking about doing something for illegal aliens giving them everything that you should have gotten already You are a coon and independent and nonpartisan all that you are in our opinion coons, but stay to the end Stay to the end Stay to the end Ago, President Trump responded to Biden's reckless, idiotic uh, conspiracy theory. Take a look. I'm calling on. That's another thing. Please, when Donald Trump comes on, you know the other stations they cut from it. You got to either go to C-SPAN or go to uh, Fox because they usually play the whole briefings. That's what's been going on the whole time. That's why people. I see people writing misinformation on the internet all the time because they did not listen to the press briefing they listened to the recap by reporters who are paid to be cynical plus he's been just destroying them so thus they hate him so they're going to be purposefully cynical to the point of lying to people the way that they scribe their opinions because it's not reporting anymore it's opinion Everybody should be columnists and not reporters because everybody's writing their opinions and their assumptions. So stay to the end. Stay to the end. Biden just stopped promoting his anti-vaccine theories because all they're doing is hurting the importance of what we're doing. And I know that if they were in this position, they'd be saying how wonderful it is. Uh, they're recklessly endangering lives. You can't do that. And uh, again, this is really a case that they're only talking, they just started talking a little bit negatively, and that's only because they know we have it, uh, or we will soon have it. And the answer to that is very soon. Facts are facts. Joe Biden, he is a swamp politician. 50 now, I know that people, people always, 
they talked about the old boy's book from uh, Watergate, and he wrote the book about Trump. First of all, he is a poor journalist because journalists are not supposed to have an opinion unless they are columnists. And a columnist and a journalist is two different things. The journalist just reports the facts to the people and they give you. If, you wa if you're watching these stations, they are giving you their opinions, which makes them talking heads or columnists. They are not reporters. Reporters report the news. Then they will bring someone in who is a columnist to give their assessment of it. But when you have the reporter giving their opinion and you have the person supposed to be the columnist giving their opinion and then when you have the talking head giving their opinion, there is no news. It's just media. It's just something to fill up time to give you. So this is the facts, right? These are the facts. While Donald Trump was saying, we, we told you about Vietnam after Vietnam, because they showed it, it came into the living rooms of people and American, the American citizen got wise and said, this is wrong for many different reasons and we shouldn't be over there doing that to a group of people. And so they became anti-war, right? And they said ever since then, they would not do that and they would treat the American citizen like children. So all the media lies to you because they, they think that you're children. The United States government, because their whole focus is to take care of you, supposedly, quote unquote, then they won't tell you the exact, so you won't be out there riding in the streets. When COVID first hit, just think if Donald Trump had come over with his hair on fire and said, oh, this is gonna kill up a lot of people. People were fighting in over toilet paper. They would have been killed. You coughed on me, you sneezed on me. Just think what kind of chaos in the streets it would have been. Just common, that's just common sense. So if behind the scenes you're working hard at it, to solve it, when you come to the people, you say, this is what's happening. You report the facts, but you but you don't say, oh my God, all these, oh my God, if you get sick, you're gonna die for sure. It would be hell in the streets, common sense. But I'm not taking up for the person, I'm just using common sense. You know, if you treat a, people like children, how do you treat children? You tell children certain things, they're not lies, but you've been the, been the truth. Remember when they used to say that the stork brought the babies because they didn't want to tell the kids. Well, first of all, there's a hole, and then I get. You see, even now, people say, "Whoa, whoa, D, you went a little bit too far there, D." And I just said, "There's a hole, and then I get." And then people say, "So right, right." So that doesn't mean that you're not working on it. That means that you are. You are protecting the psyche of the people to keep them motivated and not be out there in the streets uh, in anarchy like some people want the streets to be in anarchy. And where will anarchy wind us up? With a failed state? Accelerationist? Failed state? Let's continue. Listen to the end.
years in the swamp. He's accomplished nothing remarkable in 50 years and will say anything to win this election. When it comes to COVID-19, well, Joe Biden was behind the curve every single step on the way. Now remember, first case identified in the United States, January 21st this year. January 31st, 10 days later, Donald Trump puts the travel ban in effect, then a quarantine, the first in over 50 years, and then subsequent travel bans. February 1st, after the president announced his life-saving travel ban to and from China 11 days after the first case identified in the U.S., Biden tweeted that the travel ban was hysterical xenophobia and fear-mongering. And Joe continued calling the ban hysterical xenophobia and fear-mongering as late as March the 18th. Wow. All the while, Biden was still holding indoor rallies through March. He wasn't talking about social distancing. He wasn't wearing his beloved mask. This, he wasn't coordinating. This is facts. This is just facts. This is facts. This, you can go research it, right? You can go research it. Why the other echo chamber stations are filling you with this. You need to know what the truth is to make a educated decision. An aggressive use of the Defense Production Act or sourcing uh, PPE. He was totally missing in action, caring only that the Chinese not be mad at us for, for putting a travel ban in effect. His fellow Democrats also missing in action on any response to COVID-19. Late February, Nancy telling people to go to San Francisco's Chinatown. There's footage of that. These right. are facts. Facts. March 2nd, Comrade de Blasio, get out on the town. Here are my recommendations for the next week. In March, Cuomo, he said the virus wouldn't be as bad in New York because, quote, excuse all new arrogance as New Yorkers, and I speak for the mayor also, that uh, we think we have the best health care system in the planet right here in New York. Okay, it wasn't until April 3rd that Biden, via campaign surrogate, actually reversed course and then supported Donald Trump's travel ban two months and three days too late, Joe. Trump had already handled it all for you. And it wasn't until June 26th that Biden... That's why it's very important to listen to the press briefings yourself and not take secondhand reporting. Because here are the facts and you can go find the video on it. You can go find the articles on it. This is this is superior reporting here. This isn't talking head stuff. This is reporting where you can go and check the facts. That's what we like around here at hashtag TFR podcast live OB. Because when we bring topics up, we're showing you and you can go research these topics and you can make your own mind state and get off the hamster wheel Talking about, I'm a drone. I'm gonna just do what they say. Listen to the end. Biden first supported the quote national mask mandate. Late again, Joe. And then in September, oh yeah, the polls aren't good on this. And he said he didn't support the federally mandated mask wearing. But now today, once again, he flips, flops, and flails again. Take a look. The University of Washington model shows that if if there's universal masking. These desks could be projected, desks could be cut in half. I would call all the governors to the White House and say, and because there's a question, I think it's, and it can be answered in the positive, a question whether I can mandate 
over state lines and every single state has to comply. Now, when Donald Trump was talking about a mandatory shutdown coming from the federal level and being mandatory from state to state, the governors balked at him and said, we will take you to court because it's state's rights and we have to make the decision. Cuomo, the main proponent of that thought process, separation of the federal and state, states' rights. They called states' rights. So then Donald Trump then said it will be left up to the states. So for this man, and then how they've been talking, talking about Donald Trump didn't do anything. He didn't, he didn't make the governors. It's called states' rights, right? While everybody is sitting up there looking at Democrats. Now remember, states' rights was the same thing that the secessionists said who were Dixiecrats who wanted to succeed from the Union because they wanted to keep slaves. So remember whose side you're on when you don't do the research to realize what you're looking at when you see these anarchists. Then you see the accelerationists. And then when you come in as an American black and say, where's my reparations? These two groups are going to come together. History already backs that up. And they're going to look at you and say, you ain't got nothing coming. But you're going to go out there and vote instead of just sitting down and find out. Let them battle this civil war. This is a civil war. Did you listen to episodes or watch episodes one through ten? You can listen to all the episodes on Apple Podcasts, or you can watch the replays on the Film Review Live channel. Let's continue. Our legal team thinks I can do that based upon the degree to which there's a crisis in those states. So the guy that hid in his basement bunker the whole time, flipping and flopping and flailing. And like now we're supposed to believe that he supports fracking. Uh, no matter how much he lies to your face, Biden hasn't let on a thing his entire 50 years as a swamp creature, certainly not coronavirus and not the far left riots that have been wreaking havoc on we, the American people, not in the violence in America's major cities run by liberal Democrats. And now, when they tell you in news, the, the echo chamber news won't tell you, but when they tell you in the news that the Democrat governors are doing this on purpose because they think it's going to look bad for Trump. Trump is talking about law and order. They're saying, oh, because he's saying law and order. No, it's because you're not operating in law and order. You're not operating to quell this. You're operating. You're telling people, take away, telling the police not to use the face recognition. You're telling people that we're not going to prosecute the uh, protesters. Right? Like, and most of the protesters are Caucasian. So look at the difference that this would be. Go back and look at what was happening in Missouri when Mike Brown died. And look at the difference when I know when they first said, well, we're not going to we're going to treat them with kid gloves. I looked, I said, oh, it's majority whites out there. That's why. And the whites have co-opted it and said that they are these uh, these arsenic, these these. Well, I'm going to call them. They are arsonists. They are burning shit, right? That the anarchists and the accelerationists are blended in talking about we're BLM. You don't know what's both of them want to collapse the state. The state is the United States and they want to make an ethno state.
I'm not separating them because history has said that they're the same, two sides of the same coin. Yeah. Let's keep, we'll listen to the end. 50 years in the swamp, what do, you, what do you have to show for your efforts, Joe? Tell us your great accomplishments. You had eight years as vice president, 13 million more Americans on food stamps, eight million more in poverty. What did you do to stop violence in Obama's hometown of Chicago when you were the vice president? And 4,000 homicides happened in your period under your watch. 20,000 people in Chicago alone shot. And for eight years, both you and Barack barely mentioned it. Why didn't you pass criminal justice reform uh, oh, to stop your so-called, your word, predators? Why didn't you? Why didn't he? Why did he tell Obama? Why did he advise Obama just lessen the sentences but not set them free? Because it would be destroying what he had created, which was 100 to right. 1 and 3 strikes. Right. And you're going to vote for this guy. You're gonna right. vote for the guy that put your people in prison, that decimated the black community, the American black community. You're gonna put him in. And you're gonna say, he's gonna be different with a prosecutor who followed C uh, CSL and not CRT. And she was old enough, but she's got the skin, but she's an invasion of the American black body, isn't that Joe? Let's continue to the end, Mr. Dan. You do police reform after Ferguson, Baltimore, Cambridge. Why didn't you set record low unemployment for every demographic group in the country? You name it, they have it. Why didn't you broker a peace deal in the Middle East, Joe? Why did you give $150 billion to mullahs in Iran that got nothing in return? $150 billion, you got nothing, Joe. The answer do you know what $150 billion? would mean a year to American blacks as reparations? All of these questions is simple. Biden's not just incompetent because he's a career politician, the ultimate swamp creature who says and talks and talks and talks and does nothing. The same guy that praised the former Klansman that filibustered the Civil Rights Act that was against the Voting Rights Act. He partnered in the late 70s with that same former Klansman to stop the integration of public schools because he didn't want his own kids going to public schools that he called racial jungles. Okay, okay, now we're gonna stop right there. You see, there is footage, there's footage on that. A leopard, a tiger doesn't change his stripes Tony the Tiger is great. A leopard doesn't change its spots. He's just trying to get the presidency so he can put full steam ahead, reverse everything that uh, Trump has done, which means that a lot of those people are gonna be going back to prison on technicalities because the Justice Department, Trump's Justice Department is trying to go against him now. So you know, you got to know this stuff. You need to watch, you need to read, you need to be educated about it. We got uh, two minutes left, one minute, go. People, it is not merely the truth that sets us free. It is the comprehension, acceptance, and implementation of the truth that sets us free. This is what we every single day, Monday through Friday, here on TFR Podcast Live OB, and on Sundays, TFR Podcast Live. This is what we bring you. If you ignore it, you can't say 
that it wasn't brought to you you can't say you didn't know the only way you don't know is is if you turn a deaf ear to it and that would be totally on you and that's it people we have come to a boy we've dropped so much information go back get your notebooks freeze frame it drop down information research it for yourself so you can have a informed educated decision about this we're saying we're sitting it out because neither party is offering anything reparations or nothing you got to give us what is owed to us right that's we're being nice we've been nice all these years we're watching the immigrants now the illegal immigrants getting everything that american blacks had wrote the plans up for they're getting it Gonna get it under Biden's plan? Come on, people. The Republicans don't care. Democrats don't care. Independents don't care. Nonpartisans don't care. That's just stuff for you to be diluted away from being American black and standing for yours and saying CRT and this is what's up and this is what we want. So, people, we will see you tomorrow on another episode of TFR Podcast Live Observations by Crazy D with my guest host, special Tanya M. Congress. There's nothing about Germany, why I made the curator's pick of the Hollywood French community. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.